0: This is the Cool Meanderings with Dr. Germ G podcast. Thanks for listening. Welcome back to Cool Meanderings with Dr. Germ G. I'm your host, Dr. Germ G, writer, educator, leveler of content and sports, movies, entertainment. Today, I want to try to digest what happened with Colorado football this weekend. And I'm not just talking about the Colorado Buffaloes, but also the state of Colorado's professional football team, the Denver Broncos. Hey, shout out to Colorado State University. The Rams got their first win of the season. They had a comeback, second half comeback against Middle Tennessee State. Yeah. At Middle Tennessee State. All three teams were playing outside of the state of Colorado yesterday or over the weekend. But that's the only bright spot for Colorado football over the weekend. Unfortunately, Coach Prime, his team, the Colorado Buffaloes, came crashing down to earth with a disastrous performance in Eugene, Oregon. 42 to 6. It could have been worse. But, hey, you know, 42-6, that was the final score. I mean, it was 35-0 to zero at the half. So just to give you an idea of how bad it could have gotten for the, the Colorado Buffaloes. I'll say this. I think most football fans went into the game knowing, went into the season understanding that the Buffaloes won one game last year. One game. And so to win three in their first season with Coach Prime, it's already a, a success. You know, it's an improvement. But I think you have to be realistic. And unfortunately for the casual Colorado Buffalo fan or the casual fan who enjoys Coach Prime and all that he represents. This is this is the beginning of a tough stretch. You know. There are going to be quite a few losses coming down the pike here for the Buffaloes, starting with this coming Saturday when they host the USC Trojans. They are not beating the USC Trojans. okay? and that's all right. They were a one win team last year and they had a completely different roster, completely different culture. It takes time. But I know for the casual fan who follows the media and and hey, you know, Coach Prime is a he's a victim of his own success because he's a great salesman. He is sold. He sold his brand. He sold the C the new CU brand and it's working. You know, he's got recruits coming in. He's got special players coming, former players coming in to be coaches and advisors. You know, he's building out the, the boosters. You saw those celebs on the sideline at that Colorado State home game? Yeah, man. CU is, they're doing work. They are doing work. But it's going to take time. They need time. And I think for the casual fan, and probably for some commentators who need to come up with their own niche on how to stay relevant in what they do, they're going to poke at the Buffaloes and all the hype. But I think real football people understand that this is probably a, at best, I would say at best, seven win team. Most real football people would probably say six wins is where, where they, you know, that's their ceiling. But I think, you know, they could get lucky. They could get lucky and maybe steal one from, say, a UCLA in a couple of weeks. Probably not, but... Hey, you know, it's possible. Or even if they are six and six, you know, they can they can get the right opponent for their bowl. Because if they get six wins, you know they're going to a bowl game. I mean, there's no doubt. If Colorado gets six wins, they will be playing in somebody's bowl, and that bowl is going to make a lot of money. And they'll probably, you know, depending on the matchup, maybe that maybe they'll win it. I mean. I don't know. Listen, how many people gave them a chance against TCU? And they found a way to pull it out. Now, mind you, they only won by three. And it took, it took like most of the game for them to pull it out. So let's just keep that in mind as we reflect on this disaster that was the Buffalo's trip to Eugene, Oregon. And to Oregon fans, you were supposed to win. Had you not won the game, it would have been an embarrassment, okay? You were supposed to beat the Colorado Buffaloes, okay? Let's see where you are when you have to face the Utah Utes again. You're a kryptonite. Somehow this great Oregon team just can't seem to get past Utah. I don't get it. Or let's see how you do against Oregon State or Washington State or University of Washington. Heck, do you do Oregon does Oregon play USC this year? Eh, I mean, there's there's plenty of opportunity for Oregon to come back to Earth. But for one week, they looked like a national power. And maybe they are. But my eyes tell me that the best team right now in the Pac-12 is the Washington Huskies. Now, even their defense is a little suspect, but as a team. They look complete. But it's only three three games in, but based on the you know the current play and what we've seen so far, the Washington Huskies are probably the best team in the Pac twelve, with Utah closely behind. Utah is also a complete team. So just for you Oregon fans, okay? Great win. You were supposed to get it though. So hey, it's all good. It's all good for everybody, right? Publicity for everybody, including Oregon. Yeah. Now, let's talk about the other disaster for Colorado football this weekend. I had the pleasure or displeasure of watching the dismantling of the Denver Broncos yesterday at the hands of the Miami Dolphins. The two attack of Viola led the Miami Dolphins unbelievable a mitigated disaster for the Denver Broncos they gave up 70 points 70 70 and when you look at it right when you look at when you look at how bad that game was if i'm not mistaken if i'm not mistaken i believe they gave up one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Am I am I missing eight, nine, ten touchdowns? Is that right? They gave up ten touchdowns. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. The Denver Broncos gave up ten touchdowns. I'll say that again. The Denver Broncos gave up 10 touchdowns. 10 touchdowns. That's right. They gave up 10 touchdowns. Yes. The Broncos offense surrendered in the third quarter. When it was 49 to 13, they surrendered. Yeah, I agree with that. And when it became 63 to 13, they really just, you know, it was done. So, them getting 20 was the pride of one of their youngest players, Marvin Mims Jr., with his kickoff return for 99 yards. And then the Broncos came, I mean, they came right back and gave another big touchdown away to a Miami Dolphin rookie, Devon Achain. 67 yards. This kid had 203 yards on 18 carries and two touchdowns. What? Tua Tagovailola threw for 309 yards. He threw for three more yards than Russell Wilson. That's right. Russell Wilson completed 23 of 38 passes, 306 yards, one touchdown, one interception. Tua completed 23 of 26 for 309 and four touchdowns. So he was more efficient. Okay. He was more efficient. So then what happened in this game? What happened? Was it Tyree kill? He caught nine passes for 157 yards. No one else broke a broke 100 yards receiving. So what happened in this game? Well, I'll tell you five of the 10 touchdowns came from the running backs. Actually, 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 if you really want to get technical, the running backs are actually responsible for eight of the 10 touchdowns, except five of them were rushing and three were receiving. Raheem Mostert ran for two touchdowns. No, he. excuse me. He ran for three touchdowns, 13 carries for 82 yards and three touchdowns. And then he caught another seven passes for 60 yards and a touchdown. And the rookie, Devon Achene, I hope I'm saying his name right. He, in addition to carrying 18 times for 203 yards and two touchdowns. Look at this guy. I mean, he just ran all over them. In addition to that, he caught four passes for 30 yards and two touchdowns. So that's the game right there. So. I know, I know, I know there are haters out there who say, man. I can't believe the Broncos gave Russell Wilson all that money. Oh, my God. They gave him all that money. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I hate to break it to you, Shannon Sharp. Richard Sherman. This ain't about Russell Wilson. This is about a defense that has given up 122 points in three games. 122 points in three games. There's only one other team that's given up more than 100 points this season in three games. And luckily for Denver, it's their next opponent. They get to go to Chicago and find a way to win because Chicago's offense is terrible. At the very least, Denver has scored 69 points. They've scored more points than the Las Vegas Raiders. They've only scored six less points than the Kansas City Chiefs. I'm sorry, eight less points than the Kansas City Chiefs. The Bears, I mean, they haven't scored 50 points this season just yet. So, there is hope. There is a glimmer of light at the end of this tunnel, this, this hole, this deep, deep hole that the Broncos find themselves in. And it starts with beating the Bears, who stink. And then they get the Jets after that. After getting crushed 70-0, to zero, they could find themselves at 2-3 before they go to Kansas City for a Thursday night showdown on October 12th. They should be able to get this done because the Bears are awful and the Jets, they are a mitigated disaster because the guy that Russell Wilson gets unfairly compared to, Aaron Rodgers, couldn't stay on his feet for one series with the Jets. One series. He didn't last one series. Listen, I think Aaron Rodgers is great. He's a great quarterback. But I'm sorry, he's been to one Super Bowl. And yes, he won it, but he's only been to one. Russell Wilson's been to two. And unfortunately, his record is one and one But, you know, look, I'm sorry. But if you look around the league... There are a handful, a handful of quarterbacks that are as good or better than Russell Wilson or that have been as good or better than Russell Wilson over the past 10 years. So take that for what it's worth. I get these, listen, these guys that played and never got the chance to see the kind of money that Russell Wilson is seeing or were used to only seeing white quarterbacks get the kind of money that Russell Wilson is getting. Man, I get it. It's hard for the brain to process. It's okay. Thank you for your sacrifice for us fans. I'm sorry that you didn't get the love and the money that you deserved. But it ain't Russell Wilson's fault. It's not his fault, man. He's thrown for six touchdowns and only two interceptions this season. He didn't give up 70 points. He didn't blow the lead last week against Washington. Now, That first game, when they lost to the Raiders, fine. You could put that on Russell on the offense. But the last two weeks? Really? Come on, man. Come on. I mean, they only gave up. I don't think they, they didn't even give up 20 points against the Raiders. It's the last two weeks. It's just the last two weeks have been a disaster for the Broncos defense. And quite frankly, for the organization for the fans they should be embarrassed and yeah from here it actually can get better it really can there's hope they can beat the Bears and the Jets you go to KC hey all bets are off KC is good but they're not you know they're not world beaters this year they can they've got some weaknesses Green Bay after that That's a possibility, too. But then they get another shot at the Chiefs on October 29th. So if they can split with the Chiefs, you know, and then November, you've got Buffalo, Minnesota, Cleveland, Houston. Well, I think at this point, Denver should strive for respectability. You know, if they can get to 500 or close to 500, it's a wash. What they do after this season. Hey man, you know. Part of being leader of the team. is You know, you got to take the hits, man. And Russell's going to take his hits. But I'm here to tell you. And I'm sure I'm not the only one to say this. He is not the problem. The problem is that they need a heart transplant. A major heart transplant. You give up 70 points. And with most of those touchdowns being on the ground, you got a problem. I mean, you got a heart problem. Okay? Two or three touchdown passes. What about the other touchdowns? This is a heart problem. Let's see how they respond. You know, looking around the league, I'd say things are shaping up kind of the way people expect it. You know, you've got the teams on the top. Philadelphia, Kansas City, you know. I know, I, I I like, the AFC North is as tight as I thought it would be with Pittsburgh, Baltimore, and Cleveland all at 2-1-1. Of those three, I still think Cleveland, Cleveland has got the biggest ceiling because Deshaun Watson, I mean, I, we haven't really seen him play at his full potential just yet. And they're, through three games, they're 41-41. The defense has only given up 32 points. Whereas Pittsburgh, they're also 2 and 1. They've only scored 56, but they've given up 70 points. Okay. So to me, the best of those three is Cleveland. You know, Baltimore is middling, but Cleveland, they scored 73, only given up 32. You know, looking around the league, I don't think anyone's given up fewer points at this point. I mean, Tampa Bay's only played two games. They played their third game tonight. They've already given up 34 points. You know? So, you've got that. Philadelphia's already given up 48 points through two games. I mean, the Browns have played three games, 32 points. So, you know, I would say right now, they are quietly under the radar as one of the best teams in the league. Everybody's on Miami because they've scored 130 points, understandably. But their defense is not so hot. You know? Buffalo is still the best defense in that 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 division. But as the as a league, the Cleveland Browns, watch out for the Cleveland Browns, man. They quietly have the best defense in the league. And the offense is just getting started. Listen, I love, I'm a 49ers fan. I like the 49ers. And they're they're solid. They've scored 90 points, only given up 42 through three games. You know, the differential is solid for where they are. But, yeah, I think my eyes tell me that right now, the team with the most potential Team that hasn't really peaked, and that San Francisco hasn't peaked either. But the team that really hasn't peaked that's a really impressive two and one is Cleveland because Watson is he's a shell of himself, hasn't really figured it out just yet, you know. And they're two and one, defense is killing it once they start scoring. If that defense plays the way it's been playing, yeah, I think even Miami's gonna have some problems. I think. I'm I'm more convinced than I was at the start of the season about Cleveland. Watch out for Cleveland. All right. Well, I just wanted to chime in real quick. I didn't need a script today. This has been an interesting week for football, particularly for Colorado football. I think it gets better. A little better. Not too much better, but a little better for the real football fans i think the real football fans have had tempered expectations it might be more disappointing when we see the buffaloes turn out to be a six or seven win team because we love coach prime and we love all the hype but i think we understand this is only year one i think the hope is that the losses aren't as ugly as what we saw last weekend in eugene oregon Broncos though I don't know man I mean if they can't figure out a way to beat the Bears and the Jets and what's interesting is that the Bears and the Jets their seasons are on the line too I mean all three of these teams they're at the point where you know they they've, they, they are basically in, a, in an early elimination round because whoever for instance whoever loses this Bears Broncos game their season is over they're both one and three they're both pedestrian. Defenses are horrible. Broncos defense is iffy. Bears defense is terrible. You go on four. Season is over. The Jets, they did get the one win, but they have to host Kansas City next Sunday night. Ah. Yeah. And then they get to play Denver. So essentially, both, I think both Denver and New York will meet. With the same record. They'll both be one and three. And the winner of that game. Will have a pulse. And a the loser. They'll basically begin planning for the next season. So. The next couple of weeks. You're already going to start seeing a thinning of the herd. I, I think. I think. Denver. Has. Of those three teams. The Bears. The Broncos. And the Jets. Denver has the best chance of surviving with a pulse after the next few weeks it's a shame with the jets because i think they're of the three their defense is probably the best and you know if rogers could have stayed healthy maybe we're having a different conversation about the jets maybe they're a two-on-one team but man their season has really just come apart come apart at the seams it's just it's over man i don't know well let's see how it shakes down I'll check back in with another football digest at some point mid season. If you're still here, I appreciate your listening ears. I appreciate your feedback. Check me out on Twitter at germ. That's J E R D R. You can find me on YouTube at D R J E R M. That's Dr. Germ. And I'm on Instagram too. Occasionally at Dr. Germ G. You can check out this podcast on Spotify, google and are we on amazon yeah we're on amazon too check us out cool meanderings with dr G. until next time this is the cool meanderings podcast with dr G.